G'day, I'm Kevin Hillier and welcome to You Can Always Tell Them You Played One Game. A look at the first game of a celebrated and maybe sometimes not so celebrated AFL-VFL career. That's all thanks to Star Sub, locally made sports apparel. There's no minimum orders, quick turnaround and a two-year warranty. Find out more about them by contacting Jeremy at starsub.com.au. But let's get into this week's story and joining me, Paul Daffy. Two bounces. They won't get him. Three bounces. They won't get him. Four bounces. Five bounces. Six bounces. Seven bounces. Brett Hammy has kicked the poster. Oh, it was all set up. (laughs) Brett Harvey, the chance of a lifetime for goal of the year, and he's hit the woodwork with a scintillating piece of football. It's the greatest poster I've ever seen. This bloke can tell him 432 times that he played one game. But we are going to talk about his very first game. Brent Harvey joins us. Hello, Burma. How are you? Good evening, boys. How are you going? Going well. Good, thanks, mate. Let's, right. let's uh, I mean, is it is it difficult for you? And I know Paul's talked to you about coming on and doing this segment, but is it difficult for you to think back through all those games and remember your first one? Um, no, the short answer to that is no. If you ask me about a game, through some period of 2000 to 2006 or seven, I've got no idea what year it is, what round it was, or even how I would have went. But there is a couple of games I remember, uh, and my first one is certainly one of them. Well, Brent, um, I've heard you interview before. I reckon you've got a good memory for uh, good memory for, for names. But everyone remembers their first game, I suppose, even if you went on to play another 432. Well, 432 or 437. Uh, 432. 432. All right, well, tell us about your first game. It was round 22, 1996, Richmond versus North Melbourne at the MCG. Yeah, it was. I um, I was lucky enough. I think one of the, the on-ballers got, got an injury. And um, I don't know who it was. It might have been like a Robert Scott or someone like that leading into the finals. And uh, lucky for me, I, well, I was actually playing some decent footy in the twos back then, but I was so light. I was only about 65 kilos. 65. And, um, I don't think Dennis wanted to play me. I wasn't too keen to play me straight up. And um, I ended up getting the game. And uh, back in the days then, you don't just actually play and come on with the rotations now at the four-minute mark and the five-minute mark. You actually sit on the bench until someone gets dragged. And I reckon I'd come on for five minutes halfway through the second quarter and I didn't get nowhere near it. Uh, come back off and tap the rest of the quarter on the bench. And then uh, five minutes in the third quarter, back on. Someone got dragged and I was uh, on for five minutes, back off. And then, luckily for me, I come on for five minutes in the last quarter and got a handball <laughs> on the half-back flank of the MCG. And I still remember who it was. It was the David King. Um, I gave it to him, and he went straight back past me. And I uh, tried to chase the ball, and then about two minutes later, I was off again. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit different. Yeah, it was a little bit different back in 96. So I, I've come on. I've played one game in my first year. Um, I've had the one handball, and then, of course, the person who I think might have been Robert Scott came back from injuries the, the next week, and of course I was the first one omitted, which is uh, yep, fair enough. I can cop that. Well, that is the amazing thing. You, you, you're, the sum of your stats from your first game was one handball. You're right. Yep, absolutely. We, you've had three goes. Eventually, you got one in the third. Got a handball in the third quarter. Well, hey, I can give you another stat, boys. You know how you uh, they always say, "Oh, your first kick in league football was a, was a goal." Yes. Mine was, but it was in my second game. was a goal in my second game. Which wasn't until about round five, I think, in the, in the next season. So they made you yeah. work. Yeah, I, I broke my collarbone in the pre-season. Okay. Um, and so I think I missed the first three games and came back through the twos. And then yeah. uh, I could, that was actually against Richmond at the MCG as well, believe it or not. The same, yeah, same again. Yeah. yeah, the ball was on the other side of the ground. I ran off the interchange straight to the goal square. 
and Martin Pike kicked it from about 55 and it landed in my arms and uh, kicked my first goal with my first kick in my second game. Kicked your first goal. There you go. <laughs> All right, now just to go back a bit, Preston RSLU Junior Club yep. went, went to the Northern Knights. Where, where did Preston, just, I mean, I live in the area, where, 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 where did Preston RSL play? What ground was it? Uh, it was just up in Ruthen Reserve. It was up in uh, on Albert Street. Okay, right. Uh, um, I'm not sure what, what it was between, but it was between... Yeah, yeah, on Albert Street in between, up next to Wood Street. Okay, so it was, was a really it... small ground up there on the on the left if you're driving sort of up towards Pony Road. Was that Gary Wilson's Wood club Red. as well, from memory? Uh, what was that? Was that Gary Wilson's club? The old member of Flea, the old Fitzroy Rover. Yeah, I remember Gary Wilson. No, it wasn't his club. It was uh, Peter Dacos's junior club. Peter, I think actually Gary Wilson might have been Preston Swimmers. That was one of the yeah, okay. one of the great yeah. junior clubs. Northern Knights. Uh, to our Cup. No, no, the Knights were very good in your era. Pick, yep. pick 47 in the 1995 National Draft. And then you were playing seconds and you were playing well, but you were small, as you say. Yeah, um, I, was, I was 64 kilos when I got drafted. I don't know. But you were, you were only 18 when you made your debut. I mean, you, they, yep. Yeah, you just turned, very young. Yeah, I turned 18 in May. Turned 18 in May and then um, got a game in, yeah, round 22. So I'm not sure what month that would have been, just, just before September there. So, Boomer, was that a, was that an absolute bonus game in terms of you said earlier that Dennis wasn't keen to play because he thought you were a bit light. So, was that yep. was that a, a bonus game for you, or were you on the fringes of being selected and being talked about it, uh, being selected? Yeah, I was emergency for a number of weeks, um, probably so you're close, halfway yeah. through the year. But the fact that I was so light, I know now. I didn't know at the time, but I knew afterwards that Dennis was going to the leadership group and saying, you know, can we actually go? With this kid is he, is he too small? Um, and in the end, they said, just give him a game, Dennis. So he, uh, he, gave me, he gave me a game, and um, yeah, it was. Look, when you when you're first playing junior football, and you just say, "I just want to play AFL football," you get there and you're playing in the reserves. Um, your aim is literally to play one game, and that was my goal. That was my that was my goal to play one game, and I'm so thankful in in that year that I actually got the opportunity just to play that one game. And then, of course, you reassess your goals, and yeah. it goes to ten, and then it goes to fifty, and then hopefully a hundred, um, and you just keep reassessing your goals. But to play that one game in my first year and get it sort of off my back. To go into my second preseason was was really exciting for me. Okay, well, it was a, it was a night game. So, how, how did you spend the day of your first game? Were you nervous, or are you are you, are you pretty uh, casual uh, or relaxed in that? No, I didn't really have a I didn't really have a preparation back then. You don't really realise your preparation until you you know you are playing consistent football because most of the reserves games are all played during the day. So you right. you sort of just up in the morning and, and out of the door. You know, it's breakfast and out from playing too. So I didn't really have a preparation. So uh, a lot of I think a lot of young kids now waste a lot of time thinking about the game and, you know, they use that nervous energy. So yeah. uh, you, you get a routine as you play more games. But back then, yeah, I was just, oh, I think the buzz and the excitement was just so big. I didn't really care about anything. Just just want to get out in the middle of the MCG and have a kick with, you know, the likes of Glenn Archer and Wayne Carey and Steve-O and, and these type of guys. We had a, gee, we had a bloody good team back well, then. Well, it, so it, was was... it was an amazing team. As you say, well, just on that particular night, Wayne Carey, Got 13 kicks, 13 marks, eight handballs, three goals. Craig Scholl kicked five. Anthony Stevens kicked three. We forget that Steve-O was, was a, not a bad goal kicker from midfielder. Yeah, so mate, Steve-O is one, Steve-O is one of my all-time favourites. And the way he used to train, he used to play exactly the same. So you can imagine during the week on a Tuesday running around like an absolute lunatic. Um, he was a sensational player. He was one of the guys that I really, when I first went to the football club, I could just see the way he was training um, and really mm. took took to him. And uh, I'm so thankful that I sort of made him my, a role model of mine. Peter Bell, 30 disposals. He had the highest um, yep. number on the ground. Right, now, all right. Yes, he went. He, he was also very uh, well prepared. 
North won by 32 points. These are the days, Kev. 21-15, yeah. 141 to 16-13, oh. 109. That's a good scoreline, isn't it? That's a good scoreline. Oh. Attendance, 61,740. So there was a few there. The Roos used to, under with Duck, the Roos used to get a lot of uh, a lot of players. Brownlow votes, Justin Charles, three. Wayne Carey, two. Peter Bell, one. Uh, Justin Charles gave away seven free kicks, and the umpires... <laughs> no great they surprise had a str- strange relationship yeah. in that they've given him three votes after that. Um, there was a few bowls. Chris Bond played his 100th game for the Tigers. Brett Allison, Chris Nash, and Matthew Richardson all kicked their 200th career goal. So there was a bit going on besides your first game. Boomer. But that 61,740 to this day still talk about Boomer's handball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'll tell you what, it was a good one. It was a, it was a good one. Hit the mark. <laughs> now, was that Dennis or was that just... The, the times that you spent a lot of time on the bench. I mean, no, Dennis, that was, Dennis wasn't the most innovative. No, that was that was the time. That wasn't just Dennis playing. That was yeah. that was football in general. You um, you know, if you started on the bench, you started on the bench, and literally, literally, someone had to come off to get dragged and get a message on the phone uh, up to the coach's box. So you'd sit there and you'd see someone do something wrong. You'd see the runner go out to him, and they'll give you the wink, and you're you're up and ready to go. But usually, if, it was, if that was an Anthony Stevens or someone like that, he would run off, get on the phone to Dennis. And by the time you get onto the middle of the MCG, the runners are already back out saying, "Come on, back off, see those come back on." I was like, "Yep, no worries, I know my role." <laughs> you seem to find it quite amusing. Like, do, do people ask you about after all those games you played? Do people ask you about your first game much, or it's a it's a question that you never get asked particularly? No, they never ask me about my first game. It's always you know, it's always what's my best game, or always, um, mm-hmm. they always ask you about the ones towards the end because you know you're sort of you know playing 400 or breaking the record or whatever it was. They're the ones they want to hear about. No one really wants to hear about my first game, so I'm uh, more than happy to talk about it. <laughs> so what did Dennis say to you after? Was there, you know, in the, in the post-match, was there any kind of, yeah, well done, son, uh, but you won't be playing next week? Or was there, what, what was the atmosphere for you after? No, nah, there wasn't. Um, oh, I can't really remember the post-game. Again, I was really excited. I, I'm a realist. I knew that no, I wasn't going to probably play the following week because of, um, you know, the, the, the people that were going out of the team or... We finished. I'm not sure exactly where we finished in the ladder, but we ended Second. up winning the premiership that year. Yeah. So we ended up winning the premiership that year. So we had a we had a really good team, and you know I was under no illusion that one handball was probably not going to keep me in. But I was just I was 18. <laughs> no matter how good it was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was 18 years old and um, just so excited to play that one game in such a really good team. Um, and when it, when I started, I know a lot of people say this, but it was actually it was literally a dream come true. Oh. Uh, did, did you go? You mentioned you went into that second pre-season with you know uh, the, the 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 fact that you got that first game monkey off your back with yeah. a with a renewed enthusiasm and stuff. Did you bulk up in the in the pre-season? What did you go from sixty four to? Yeah, I got to about sixty eight in my second year, I reckon. And I unfortunately I broke my collarbone in a in the first intra club game, um, and then I was I was. Um, Put the weight back on, obviously, and then I, I couldn't do weights for about ten weeks. So I, I um, stripped back down to about sixty. I don't know what have got to about sixty-six or something like that. And then, um, yeah, and unfortunately for me, I it was during the preseason, so I didn't miss too many games. I only missed the first two, I think, or three during the during the actual season. Um, and then come in and got a game, and it was pretty much from there. I think I played seventeen games in my second year. That I, I sort of never, well, never played twos after that. Which, you were basically in from then. You were in from then on, weren't you? From that round five, yeah. round five, nineteen ninety-seven. Now, yeah, that was it. I didn't realise until I, well, I was looking this up today that you weren't the first in your family to play an AFL game, though. No, I wasn't. Um, this is a funny story as well because. My uh, my grandfather Bill, who passed away well before I was um, before I was born. Bill Harvey, yeah. 
Yeah, Bill Harvey. So we're, we're sitting around talking with my grandmother, his wife, um, and we're just talking about stuff. And she goes, oh, I think Bill might have played two games for her. This is, this is about three. This is my third or fourth year into my career. <laughs> and you never knew? You did not know? No, no I didn't know. No, my third or fourth year into my career. And she goes, oh, I think Bill might have played a couple of games for the Kangaroos. And I said, Sorry? And she goes, yeah, I think Bill might have played a couple of games for the Kangaroos. I said, no, no, you can't think that. Did he play or not? I said, this is, this is pretty big, you know. This is my yes. grandfather playing for the club that I'm playing for. And she goes, yeah, you might have to check it. So I, the next day I went straight into the football club and uh, um, went through all the history. And, yeah, absolutely. My, my grandfather played his first game was as a, I think it was called a 19th man back then. Yes, and yeah, then, sure. then his second game, he was in the, he was in the 18. So that was, a, that was a really big thing for our, our family. I was that excited to go home and tell Dad and... Um, yeah, that was a that was a really big thing, and then then obviously my brother got drafted to Essendon and then come over to yeah. the Kangas as well. So there's been there's been three of the Harveys um, that's played for the Kangaroos, which is which is really really nice. Well, you've, you're right. Bill Bill did play two games for North in 1948. Oh, yep. Wow. Your fa- your father's Neil, is that right, Brent? Yep, that's right. I said se- Neil Harvey. Um, he's he's the great Neil Harvey. But he's not the <laughs> great Neil Harvey the I, I sat next to him once for about a quarter at Gan Main. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> Neil went up. There's a lot of blokes in the northern suburbs went. They had this deal with the Riverina. They used to go up there for a lot of money. Kevin yeah, Gross played up again, mate. Kevin Gross, blokes like that played up up that yeah, way. Yeah, Grossy, he played at North Heidelberg as well, where I'm playing now. Yes, well, you're coaching now as well. I, I gather. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I was up at Gammain for doing riding about country footy, and yeah. and your father was there. It was a reunion of, and he was there for one year, 1982. Won the best in the comp, the inaugural yeah, the inaugural year of the Riverina League. I think it's the Jim Quinn Medal. Then went home the next year, and he came back up for that reunion on the day I was there. He sat there and um, very keen on his form guide during the uh, during the yeah, game. He, was. A, he loves loves the, the nags. It would seem <laughs> he must have been very close to playing AFL footy himself as well. Yeah, I think he was one of those four million people that were down Collingwood under 19s and um, yep. um, did a, did a couple of pre seasons with them. He, that that actually suffered from really bad asthma. That's how his father Bill, who played for the Kangas, that's how he passed away um, through an asthma attack. So that had that suffered from asthma. Oh, is that right? So. Yeah. He, wasn't um, that sort of held him back a little bit? But he played a lot of local, a lot of local yes. football. I'm pretty glad that he, he played till he was pretty old as well. So I got to see, got to see what he was able to do, and pretty much why I loved footy. Watching him, you know, watch about me growing up, watching him play play football, just the way he prepared and all that sort of stuff was was good. When you were, uh, you know, we're talking about 1996 as your first uh, game, your first year in uh, in the league. Did you think you'd still be playing football in 2019? <laughs> um, no, well, no, definitely not. Um, you don't think that far ahead, of <laughs> You don't think that far ahead. No, not twenty. What's that? Or just about twenty-five years or something, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, I ended up playing AFL footy for, for twenty-one years. I, I wouldn't have dreamt of playing AFL football for, you know, probably ten years. I'm thinking that's probably not even on the cards. Like I said, you, you literally, and I certainly didn't look too far ahead. I was, I was one game. That was my goal. If I played one game, I'd be the happiest kid in the world. Um, again, you do that, you just keep reassessing, and when you get to a hundred, hundred games, you. Um, you know that was once I played fifty. It was back when the days where father son rule was in, and that yep. was a hundred games. Yep. So that was one of my goals. I'm thinking, if I ever have a son, I just you know might play a hundred games, and hopefully you know if he's any good, he might qualify and play for for the Kangas as well. So that was me goal. And after that, it sort of um, just kept going and going. And but I, I loved me footy. If I did, if I didn't love what I did, I would wouldn't have done it for so long. Well, that's relevant now, Brent. Tell us what you're doing. But as uh, we yeah, speak I'm, to you, I'm actually at junior football now. My son's in the under fifteen rep team, so. Uh, for the Watsonians ground and 
about, I'm telling you, it's about three degrees. My hands are about to drop off because it's freezing, <laughs> and um, just watching him, just watching him have a kick. It's nice and wet, and uh, it's, like, it's a decent game actually. The skills are on display. Who does he play? Who does he play for, Brent? Uh, he plays for Yarrambat. We live out in Yarrambat now. The local club just up at Yarrambat. He's that's in the northern northern footy league. So it's, okay, it's a cold. Yeah. It's a late late anyway. It's a cold old night. Good on him. It is a cold old night. So how's he go? He's made eight o'clock start because I had the B team before him, so oh, they had to start at six thirty or something. So it wasn't an eight o'clock start, which is a little bit late, but uh, you put up with that stuff. So how's he go? I mean, obviously he's good enough to be in the local rep team, so he's got to have something going for him. Yeah, no, he's, he's going all right. He's kicked a couple of goals already, which is nice on a, on a cold, wet night. So um, he goes all right. He's, he's only young. He's 14, so he doesn't listen to Dad or anyone else, I don't think, at the minute. But um, he's, he, he has a good crack, and that's what I like about him. He's, uh, he's pretty resilient for a young boy. I don't imagine he's a centre-half forward. Is that... No, he's actually he's actually bigger than me already. And he's is that right? So I know I know I'm not tall, and that's not hard to do. But he's actually going to be a I think he's going to be a decent size, decent size for a, for a young boy, which is which is nice. Hopefully, a little bit bigger than that and uh, and his brother. Okay, what what are their names, Brent? Uh, Cooper. So Cooper's my oldest boy, and uh, I got a, I got a little girl as well, Lacey. She's just turned thirteen, which is interesting. <laughs> and then uh, I've got one that I've got one of those as well. Yeah. <laughs> my, little, my little fella Hudson, he's seven. He's just started football on the nine this year, so he, he loves it. And I was going to say, does he love it? Or does he like eat a football yeah. for breakfast? Yeah, well, he's um, he sort of caught the end of my career, and now he goes absolutely everywhere and watches his older brother play, um, and just loves it. And you know, we're having a kick in the house tonight through the doors with a little bit of football uh, before we came, so he gets oh, pretty beautiful. excited about this sort of stuff as well. Beautiful. So, uh, the local footy, you enjoying that too? I mean, being back in the in the cut and thrust of, uh, there's no AFL bubble in local footy. No, no, it's actually, it's been fantastic this year. Um, our coach quit just before the season for some personal reasons, and they've asked me to coach this year, so I'm playing and coaching, which is a little bit different. Um, actually, a little bit harder than I actually probably anticipated, but I'm really enjoying it. So, I've probably got that little bit of a, a coaching bug in me now to, to life after football, but... Just just playing local football, I always said I'll go back and play play local with my brother. I probably didn't enjoy the two years without the Kangas because I was so entrenched in what I wanted to do personally and, and collectively with the team to yeah. be successful. I probably didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. So no. I always said to Shane that I'll go back and play, play local footy with him just for a year. Um, I went back and played in Division 2 for a year with him and we won the flag and then uh, he said, come on, have one more with me in Divi 1. So I did that and... Uh, he sucked me in again this year, so I'm going again. <laughs> what are you now, 41? Year, who knows? What, what are you, 41? Yeah, I'm, I've just turned 41. Oof. Did you nominate for the mid-season draft? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't nominate for the mid-season draft. I know there's a lot of talk about it and stuff. You know, I've had to play the same amount of time as everyone else and finished at 32 and had a couple of years out and still had the itch for it. I might have even thought about it, but um, certainly not at 41. I was going to put myself back through back through that. <laughs> Obviously, the body's, uh, the body's good. Uh, you got out of footy pretty well. Yeah, no, I, I touch wood. I had very few injuries in my football career. The biggest one was a dislocated elbow where I missed eight weeks um, in 2009, I think it was, my first year as, as captain. Um, and that was pretty much it. No lower limb injuries or nothing like that. So uh, never done a soft tissue, which is never. nice in 21 oh, years of footy. That's, a, that's so, amazing. Yeah, no, no, the body's holding up really well. And that's, that's part of the reason why I'm still playing. People, A lot of people say, why are you still playing for? Well, the reason, I, I can still do it. You know, yeah, if I get to yeah. 50 and I can't do it anymore, and I, I thought... Gee, I wish I had a played. Um, if that you still enjoy, if you still enjoy it, then I yeah, I do. It. Yeah, absolutely, I do. It's good, so different. I was really big on my preparation when I was playing. So now, after the game, hmm. they bring a couple of beers in for the boys, and you sit around and you just talk a bit of crap and how the game was, and and have a beer with the boys. It's just so different to what I ever done. So I actually really, really enjoy it. 
What about uh, coaching in a more serious vein? Now, I know suburban there is coaching is, is very serious. <laughs> is is there is there something in in you that you want to do that? Yeah, there is. I, my, my current job now, I work a couple of days a week at North Melbourne. Um, that's working with the first and second years, yep. just on, on getting ready to play AFL football, coming into the system, and how, how life-changing it is. So just making sure they're organised, making okay. sure that they're, yeah. they're doing the right things in the gym. And I was lucky enough to work with the under-18 um, AFL Academy for the last couple of years under Luke Power mm. uh, and learn an absolute um, a hell of a lot underneath Luke and Brad Johnson and Peter Sumich and some other coaches as well. So it's been fantastic. And doing that at the elite level, um, really something that I think that I, I want to stay involved in. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Will the application form go in for the new North Melbourne coaching job, Boomer? Uh, nah, not just yet. I don't think um, I don't think I'll put in for that one just yet. But, uh, you know, in the, in the long future, who knows? Who knows? I'd... You know, if I continue down this path and really enjoy the development side of it, um, that might light a little bit of a fire in terms of wanting to coach senior football. So uh, I've certainly got the passion for the game where I, I absolutely love it. So I can, I can do it, no worries. I can tell that just by the way you talk. Mate, yeah. uh, sensational to spend some time talking to you about your first game uh, and what a memorable occasion it was for everyone. <laughs> uh, and, and, and thankfully, you only got another, hundred, another 431 after that, so you struggled. Nah, thanks very much, boys. Uh, like you said, it was a fantastic handball, so I'm going to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Boomer. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, thanks Boomer. Thanks, boys. Cheers. If the house is rocking, don't bother knocking. If the house is rocking, don't bother knocking. Just step right in. Let the fun begin. Let the piano on the line. Here at the Boomer. Oh, great stuff. There it is. Handed it off. You've been listening to You Can Always Tell Them You Played One Game. And that's with thanks to Star Sub, locally made sports apparel and brilliantly made sports apparel with no minimum orders, a quick turnaround and a two-year warranty. If you want to find out more, and you should if you're looking after your club, contact Jeremy at starsub.com.au.